Wow, my favorite time of the year. We've been doing this for so long. Is this our fifth time doing this episode? I think so. Or fourth? Maybe fourth, fourth or fifth? Because we started mid-year. So we would have done this what 2019? We oh, started yeah, in 2018, five. right? Yeah. Yeah. 19, oh 20, 21, 22. Oh my gosh. Wait, no. Is this our sixth year? I don't know. I'm not doing math live. We started on the podcast in 2018. So we would have done this at the beginning of 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Damn. So this is our sixth time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Look at us. So ancient. What an anniversary. It's like the year of paper or something. Did you get me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's coming in the mail. (laughs) Thank you. Um, No, we we try to guess what... um, well, we we share what movies we're looking forward to and what we're not looking forward to. And then we try to guess the critical reception of said films. Um, yes. And historically, I've been very bad at this. But I ran the numbers and I freaking killed it last year. Um, oh. I am getting better and you're getting worse. And that's oh. how I like things to go. <laughs> what was I most wrong about? Most wrong about, I mean, probably Cocaine Bear. You were very optimistic about that, I think. You and said it, it turned out like, to be a great movie. I love Cocaine You said it would Bear. get like 81% and it, it got 66, so not that bad. But let's think, what, what did you do worse at? I mean, probably st- the numbers for I'm trying to think Scream. Of- I feel like honestly what I probably did was said that something like Mission Impossible or whatever would do really poorly and then it did well. No, Mission Impossible, we were both realistic. We were at 90. What did we think about Barbie? Barbie, we thought 92, each of us. But it ended up at 88. Oh. Um, And then I'm trying to think. Oh, we were both really wrong about Wonka. Um, Wonka was bad. I yeah. I stand by the that and no, I no, but correct. you said like twenty one percent and I said fifty four and it was eighty two percent. So right, we were both it sh- just but like... it should have been twenty one percent. Yeah, yeah. So we were we had some good ones where we were pretty dead on or like pretty close, like Indiana Jones. Even you were like sixty five and I was eighty five and it was seventy. So it was like. You Indiana know, Jones got seven. I know. Honestly, shocking. <laughs> what? And you know what else is hysterical is that I was listening to your podcast just to make sure I got my numbers right. And you had talked about no hard feelings. And you thought Jennifer Lawrence was playing the mother in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? You thought she was the one putting out the ad for her child. And I was like, no, I think she's the love interest or the like for hire girlfriend. And you were like, what? And I was like, she can't have a 20-year-old son. So we all learned something last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And actually, on Fast 10, the one I was looking forward to, 
you were like, oh, it'll get like 74% because like people eat this stuff up. And I was like, no, I think it'll get 56%. And it got 56%. Look really? at that. Look at how that well I know my Fast own 10 loves. got did worse than the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. I know. See, this is, are hating. This is why, because I feel like now having seen these movies, I could give a score, like a Rotten Tomato score, and it would still yeah, be yeah. wrong, even having watched it. Yeah, so, it was all over the place. It was tough. all over the place. It's I mean, tough. like, John Wick 4 has, like, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And we were both, like, mid-70s. Okay. Well. So, I just wanted the record to show that I was, like, really good at it. Um... Fine. And aside from Whatever. like Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ooh. like Dungeons and Dragons, we were mostly okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we must have thought Dungeons and Dragons was going to be bad and then it yeah. was good. Yeah. I will yeah. say this. This is probably like the third or fourth year in a row where we have discussed movies and then those <laughs> movies have not come out because yes. yet again, we had a wrinkle in the plan with the strikes this year. So there were various things that we discussed last year that have been pushed back again. So we will be I talking about some movies on this that we talked about last year. I think it's only Dune. Is it only Dune? We didn't talk about Challengers. I guess maybe no, we didn't Challengers know that hadn't been like announced yet. Or at least we didn't know anything about it. But I think it's only Dune, unless Expendables 4 didn't come out, but I don't think we're... No, Expendables 4 came that. out. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't watch that? No, I didn't get around to it. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, this is, uh, this is an interesting year because, like you said, the strike was all last year, which means the writers weren't writing for four, five, six months or whatever it was. Um, so the lineup this year feels kind of limited in a way we haven't felt in the past. Like we were struggling to find, we we usually do 10, now we're at nine. Um, and I don't know if that's just because, you know, things are now trying to pick up and there will be some good ones towards the end of the year. Obviously there's always a lot of movies that come out that aren't announced this early on. Um, but yeah, sort of a strange year to watch unfold. I think the problem is, is that, the stuff so like the actor strike started what in like july mm -hmm. is that when that started so i yeah. feel like everything that would have been in that would have filmed like last like end of last summer beginning of last fall would probably be announced by now you know and or, or a lot of that would be and so a lot of that stuff would be coming out like in late spring um so we would have those on the list where I feel like now the list is pretty heavy on just like really, really big blockbuster titles because all of sort of like the middle stuff that we like hasn't been shot or, you know, or is shooting yeah. now. So maybe we'll get more of those sort of like mid level movies come uh, like next fall. But yeah, currently the schedule is pretty barren, especially for like... Um, the back half of next year. There's like nothing on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty thin. Um, um, but yeah, so we each picked a group of movies that we like a, or think will be good, a group of movies we think will be bad. We'll talk through them, give our ratings. Um, and yeah, my, I'm up first. Yeah. Because on February 2nd, Argyle is coming out, which 
I think looks like it's going to be good. I know that everybody thinks it looks like it's going to be bad from the trailer and it's coming out in February, which is not a good sign, but it is from the creator of Kingsman, which I liked it. It has a good cast. It seems like it's fun. I thought I like the music that's in the trailer. I don't know if that's any indication of anything. <laughs> and you're a secret Taylor Swift stan. Is Taylor Swift in Argyle? No, this is the one that everyone thought she wrote. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's S.M. Taylor wrote this movie, of course. And Taylor wrote this. Um, also, you know, my girl Bryce Dallas Howard is in it. I'm, I'm, I'm always girl. rooting for her to have a success, even oh though she... Gosh can't find one to save her life um and dua lipa is in this movie so i have to support dua lipa yeah um but okay yeah but but honestly i'm gonna give it a 64 yeah i put 51 so i mean i think that's realistic okay okay um do you think jk rowling wrote this that's another theory I, I saw floating around. I mean, I doubt it. <laughs> this too, doesn't too seem funny, like something too. that she would write. I haven't read any of her like mystery novels that she did after Harry Potter. So I they're don't a lot more I've, serious. I don't yeah. think she does like campy stuff really well. I mean, or like she is a funny person. I think like there's stuff in Harry Potter that is funny, but it's much more of like dry funny than this. Yeah, yeah, I think very British. Uh huh. Okay, you're right. Um, so February 14th, Madam Web comes out, um, which is This is a, shocking. I didn't know anything about this. It's a Spider-Man, you know, Sony property. So it's like a tie-in with Marvel, but not a Marvel movie. Um, and it stars Dakota Johnson. And I am a, like, I feel for Dakota Johnson What's what you seem to feel for Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, I really like Dakota Johnson. And, I- um... I think this looks fun. And also your girl Sydney Sweeney's in this. Did you yeah. know that? Yes. No, I did. <laughs> I I I am well aware. Um this just looks like weird to me. It, like she can see the future kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um I don't know. It yeah, just it's like the Nick Cage, like nineties. Sydney seconds Sweeney's or wearing weird glasses. It just yeah. like I don't know if Dakota Johnson really has superhero energy. But that's what I like. You know, that's the the energy of Spider-Man. It's the underdog. It's the like, well, I stumbled into this sort of thing. And then it's girl boss, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And I'm all for more women in the superhero world. Do I think this will be like stunning? No. Do I think it will be actively bad? No, I think it looks fun. Like, sure, it's an origin story. So some of the like, some of the lines feel a little cheesy about like forcing in all the little details about spiders or whatever. I don't know, but I'm interested. It it kind of looks like, it kind of reminds me of the, um, oh, uh, what was that long ass title for the, um, Extremely Margot Robbie movie. The the sisterhood of the, you know, the she plays Harley Quinn, the fantabulous. Oh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Birds of Prey. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I think no. I I think the problem is, is that I think with the with the, um. 
like that movie was so campy. Like remember that whole sequence yes. about like the breakfast sandwich where this, I think be- there's not necessarily time travel, but there's like seeing the future. And then this guy who's like moving through time sort of, or like I- I- it yeah. just feels to me like it's going to be one of those movies that like has that like wants to be sort of like M night Shyamalan-y, but like is no. bad. I I'm going to get to be more fun. It's like a group of, teenage young adultish women the trailer kinda. doesn't look fun but it the doesn't look, look serious. serious like oh i feel twisty like it does. plot twist it's a it's a clear like you know superhero joint which are always a little more fun than dark except for freaking man of steel I guess I don't know. I also think that the fact that this is a, a women's uh movie that the Rotten Tomato boy critics are not gonna like it. So I'm gonna <laughs> say a fifty two. Well, I gave you a sixty three, so we're just inverted from our first movie. So we're doing great. Um, okay, you're back again. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. So I don't know what this is, but um February sixteenth, <laughs> this is does. me now is coming out, I think. Is it coming to theaters? I don't know. It's the like visual album slash movie slash self-confessional like daydream from Jennifer Lopez, um, my girl J-Lo. She's been, you know, she's someone I just like can't resist. She's just like, I don't like the phrase guilty pleasure, but like she's just someone, it's not like I like her necessarily, but I'm so intrigued by everything she does and this especially looks like bonkers like just I don't know like the there was the the first trailer I saw she was like people always ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I always said in love and I was just like oh my gosh I can't wait okay I can't wait it's like it's like a lot of sci-fi a lot of weird like super hero-y stuff but then it's also like her friends setting her down for like a sex addict intervention and I just I want to know I love it she shares too much about her personal life and I'm ready for it you know there's also like dancing and stuff in it yes like I yeah I really have no gauge on this and I think that one of the things about Jennifer Lopez that is forever fascinating is this question of like well is she secretly talented (laughs) And she's just sort of like been, you know, shoved in these boxes yeah. and, you know, yeah. sort of d- discredited, even though she's great at things. Or is she actually like not that good at stuff or like, you know, sort of like picks these weird projects that don't quite work for her? Because um, it's like on one hand, she is really successful at a lot of different things. But on the other hand, she's sort of like there's always just like a piece that's not quite right. And this feels like something that she had like almost total control over, you know, like this is her project. So I think this will be a real like sink or swim kind of moment for her (laughs) of like when she's given full control, like did she come up with something genius or is this a disaster? Yeah. And I think it could be a disaster. So I'm going to give this a 41. Oh, okay. I, I said 69, but in honor of the sex addiction, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, next up on March 1st, we have Dune 2, which I feel like we've talked Thank to death. Thank Lord, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's really anything else to say about Dune 2. The trailer uh, looks great. It looks very the, expensive. Yes. I think it, it will be gorgeous. I'm sort of a little uh, confused as to why they're dropping it in March. 
Um, but this will be the movie of the spring and will make a ton of money. I'm going to say like um, 89%. Oh, cute. I said 92. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it does really well. Yeah. Um, then there's this movie, March 15th. Okay. Okay. It's called The American yes. Society of Magical Negroes, which I love a, you know, edgy idea and like a comedy that explores like American culture, especially. And so this like was intriguing to me. It's basically this like secret society of magical black people whose whole purpose is to make white people important. I mean, feel comfortable, white people comfortable and like their lives easier. And so um, Justice Smith, who's the lead, is tasked with like helping this little sad white boy. And then and then the trailer loses me because it becomes this sort of like rom-com, like where he and the white boy both have a crush on the same girl. And so Justice Smith is torn between his duty as this magical figure to help the white boy, but then also his own love and heart to fall in love with this woman. And I... I don't know. It just feels like one of those really, really, really like it feels like it was a great idea that was then watered down by like 27 revisions through the studio execs who couldn't like see this going too hard or being like a dear white people sort of divisive campaign. But it also doesn't seem to have worked because so many like conservative white people are like, oh, my gosh, what if we made a movie about magical white people? Like, you know, just completely losing their shit over nothing. But then it also has sort of confused audiences, like confused black people because they're like, wait, so this isn't like, like no one seems excited about it. And I'm a little bit hesitant about it because it just feels like it's a good idea that's going to land flat. Um, and, well, and making it a rom-com with like a very, you know, she's Asian, but it's not like, I don't know. It just seems weird to like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm I unsure. feel like this in an, an ideal world would be something like American Fiction, which came out this year, which is like a yeah. satire that really smartly, I think, talks about yeah, a bunch of different funny. things. But I'm worried that this might end up being like, what was that plantation movie with Jennifer oh. or with um, uh, Janelle Monet yeah. that came out where it was like a sat supposed to be some sort of like satire kind of thing, but it turned out to just be like real torture porny. Yeah. Like every now and again, I think we get something that's real misguided and I don't know if this is going to be that or not And it. Yes. It does seem from the trailer that everybody doesn't like it already. Like yeah. the conservatives don't like it. The liberals don't like it, but I don't, but that's all just based on this trailer. So I'm sort of wondering like, what if it yeah. is better than the trailer is giving it credit for. And I also think that that is the recipe to do well with Rotten Tomatoes. If people think it's going to be I'm bad and then it turns out to be better. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to give it a 73. Oh, wow. I, I settled in on our more racist parts and went with 40. So, <laughs> Oh, well, we'll see. I mean, I hope it does well. It's written and directed by a black person. Obviously there's a large supporting cast of black people. And, like, I think the sentiment of the, like, magical Negro trope is interesting and ripe for sort of 
a funny satire, but I don't know. This just feels sort of like well, especially as the holdovers like, is about to win a yeah Oscars. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, A movie I think that looks terrible is Arthur the King, which if you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is going to be some sort of medieval movie or we're going to get swords. uh, No, that is incorrect. This is the Mark Wahlberg movie about him and a wounded dog who decides to accompany him on like an Ultraman kind of a competition. Um, I saw the trailer for this and I was like, wow, this movie looks so terrible. And it's like, I understand that middle America and, you know, sort of like everybody's grandma likes these kind of like dog movies, but this just looks too silly even for that like it's just so on the nose of like wow this dog is gonna like save my life while i'm saving him and he it's just like yeah what are we doing here it looks so cheesy i don't know why mark Wahlberg is making this movie i'm giving this a 33 i mean i know why mark Wahlberg is he's like bad (laughs) he's like bad at acting he's not good but you know what you know what People love a puppy movie. I mean, Eight Below did it first and it did it best, but then you also had the dog's purpose. So I'm going to say this is going to end up at like 79. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Now I am very intrigued by this <laughs> next selection because you I selected just need to talk about it. The I Internet's most hated it. movie, which is Civil War, but somehow or another you are excited about this. I am. Of course I am. Like April 12th, the Civil War. I don't think... Is this a talked about movie? Because I haven't seen anyone talk about it. Like I, this came out of nowhere. I randomly saw the trailer during a movie because usually I don't see trailers anymore because I timed the uh, AMC experience like to the minute. But I saw this trailer and I was like, what, what is happening right now? I immediately had to ask my sister to watch it just so I could have someone to talk to about it because this is like a very serious film, right? Like this isn't, this isn't like you know, the 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 what the purge or something. This is an A twenty four, like drama, that takes place in the near future. Um, it's directed by the guy who did Ex Machina, Annihilation, like Men, bless his heart. Men, and it's about like there's a civil war in the near future, um, and so it follows to like i don't know the the war reporters i guess um who are traveling through the u.s during this and like it's very confusing to me because when you explain that plot to me i'm thinking like okay gerard butler i'm thinking like oh yeah this is gonna be silly this is gonna be red dawn this is gonna be like they take it seriously, but it's not that good. But this is like an expensive movie. It stars Kirsten Dunst, you know, uh, Jesse Plemons pops up. Freaking what's Nick Offerman. Face? Nick Offerman is the president. There's some sort of confusing reason for this civil war. And I find myself so intrigued because to me, to my anxieties living in the modern US of A, I'm like, are they going to be realistic about like reasons there's a war because that seems like it'll be very controversial because i still remember how how furious the internet was at the um at the release of that movie about hunting conservatives 
And I feel like a movie that's like, hey, if you don't get your act together, California is going to succeed for this and then Texas is going to succeed for that. And I'm just like, what's happening here? Like, what is this about? Like, what are they trying to say? So I think it's going to be bad, but I'm going to be there opening day. <laughs> I think that the um, I think that the the internet like really took this to task. And I think a lot of it had to do with supposedly like where the map of like which pieces of the US were against each other yeah. came in. Cause it's sort of, like I like I think it's like California and Texas versus like everybody else or something. Like I I think it's California versus the US and Texas versus the US and the US fighting two battles at once. Oh was that I, I just remember whatever it was was like people I didn't follow this that closely, but like people <laughs> were like, This is stupid. And I think it also because it's Alex Garland and he just did men, people were also kind of like, uh and then also somehow or another this got tied in with the like Confederate uh movie that was like maybe going to come out and I think some people had confused them so <laughs> I, I like this just seems very messy to me oh yeah I love yeah. Kirsten Dunst so I am excited for that yeah. but I do feel like this movie is going to think that it's a lot smarter than it is yeah and that could be its downfall I think this yeah. is not gonna do well well, I think it's also interesting because it looks, like I said, like much more like heroin and intense than maybe you'd expect. Like it's not – it's not like your usual like disaster or, you know, it, it's like seems to be taking itself seriously, which I do think won't work as well because it will either need to draw a very realistic line of like why and how this is happening or it has to go into like really cheesy territory and to like preserve having an audience willing to sit through it. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going to go well. But I'm going to give it a sixty percent. Okay, that's that's, I guess, fine. I'm, I think this is like uh, in the twenties, like twenty twenties. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is one of those movies that just like everybody's going to hate. And it's everybody's hard to gonna get love 20 dumping with a cast like that, you know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Um, not even Dix the Musical got a, a score that low. Um, yeah, but people like Dix the Musical, or some people <laughs> did. Um, also, we have to speed up. We're going through. Okay, slow. okay, okay, okay. Okay. Next up, Challengers. I'm excited for this one. This yeah. is the Zendaya tennis movie that got pushed back yeah. from last year, where she's like sort of in a love triangle. The trailer looks incredible. Zendaya, I think, has been picking good projects. It also has Josh O'Connor from The Crown and Mike Feist, who is in West Side Story. It looks horny. I feel like if there's one thing that I learned from this year, it's that people <laughs> love a horny movie. Like, I yeah. think the hornier your movie, the better. Yeah, if and you're not this... humping graves, we don't want it. Right. And I'm looking at this lineup of things coming out the next month, and next few months and this seems like the the movie that's for that group of people yeah. um so i'm gonna give this like an 87 oh okay i said 88 so yeah okay yeah. and then back to me again we have the yeah, fall guy which so this is the movie where it's um ryan gosling and emily blunt and uh -huh. it's a, and it's based off of a TV show, I believe, that was like back in the 70s. But 
it's about like a so she plays a director and he is like a stunt coordinator or a stunt double and they used to date but now they don't anymore and he's doing some kind of stunts on her movie but then they also somehow get involved in like organized crime and so he has to like save her from bad things happening by using his stuntman skills but the trailer is so confusing like I felt in watching it I had I was so just like lost <laughs> as to what was going is it though I mean like I don't think so like when I explained it right there I think it sounds like kind of straightforward but in the trailer it's like a convoluted mess and I can't tell like is this an action action movie like is this a romance is that like what exactly is going on here it just looks sort of like ill-conceived to me (laughs) and i do like emily blunt and ryan gosling but i feel but i feel like they also are not always the best at picking movies like yeah the painkiller one that Emily Blunt was in this year was one of the worst things I saw. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, this sort of reeks of like a lot of money was thrown at it, but like, how good is it going to be? I'm going to give this a 61. Okay. I think it looks fun, but I give it a 79. So. I and then May similar. 10th, we have Back to Black, which is the Amy Winehouse biopic. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good And this movie. looks soulless and terrible yeah. and like it's. Yes, taking advantage of this poor woman. And yeah. I and it seems like everybody already hates this movie. Yeah. And I think we'll be more than thrilled to drag it through the mud. So yeah, I'm gonna give this like a 30. Yeah, me too. Cute. Um May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes comes out with this, which is the fourth entrant into the sort of re- refresh of the Planet of the Apes trilogy or series. Um the original trilogy was with Andy Serkis and like, you know, featured the beginning of the end. This is set 300 years after after that, after um, our first and favorite monkey obviously dies. I don't know if this will be great, but I have liked these movies. I think they're fun and interesting. Um, this one feels more like, okay, do we need to be like enslaving the people? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to translate in the same way because in the first movies, it's very much like, oh, this is all sort of falling apart and you can see why the bad blood is there. But like at, at a certain point, it's like, I don't know if it's fun to watch just any, anyways, it's fine. It's monkeys be people. Um, and it seems to have a, you know, your usual cast of sort of um, uh, unknowns, I guess. Um, and we'll see how it goes. But I think these are usually expensive. They're usually uh, different enough. So I'm going to give this 80%. Um, I have never seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies. <gasps> so I feel like I am not well equipped to judge this. So I'm just going to give it a 70. That feels like very average. <laughs> safe, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Uh, I look forward to this being your first one. Um, I will not uh, May, be watching this May movie. 10th. There's... Yeah, we'll be covering this, undoubtedly. No, well, May 10th, also back to black. 
<laughs> back to black or the fall guy. Like these are your options. So how am I possibly um, going to cover this one? I've never even seen it, but okay. Anyways, moving on. If May 17th. Yeah. So May 17th, IF comes out, which is the John Krasinski directed movie starring Ryan Reynolds, who is another like, you know, never grow up style adult. He always plays who is helping imaginary friends, also known as ifs, who have been abandoned by their kids and somehow loops in this young girl to help him find their place for it. I don't know. Talk about a movie trailer that doesn't make sense. I just don't. I think this looks like the worst of Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski's tendencies, which is overly, you know, kind of cloying, kind of like cheesy, thinks it's funnier than it is. None of the jokes in the trailer really work. They just have star power because they're, you know, friends with the most famous. And so I don't know. It just doesn't look good. It seems really empty to me. Um, But I imagine it'll still play well, especially as a family movie. So I'm going to give it 71. Yeah, uh, I was also sort of confused by this. I think that makes sense. I have 74. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> okay, May 24th, my half birthday. Oh, congrats. Showing up and showing out. Oh, both this is Furiosa me. and the Garfield yes. movie. Yes, it's, it's I was like, ch- I think we're both excited for this. But yes, it's the Furiosa um, origin story. So, Do we Mad think Max. that Furiosa and Garfield are going to have a Barbenheimer moment? <laughs> Furfield? Gariosa? They're both very orange-tinted in color. Garfiosa? Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between characters um, and the misery they're put through. They both Um, love lasagna. Yeah. But Furiosa is like pitched as sort of of an Odyssey style character at this point. So it's a prequel to her part in Mad Max Fury Road, which was an honestly excellent film. One of the best of the freaking century, I guess. and this looks good. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is in it. He's unrecognizable, which is fun in a new way. Um, I feel like it'll be hard to hit the highs of Fury Road. And Furiosa in that was such an interesting character that's sort of hard to go back to her as a kid and feel like we already know where it goes in a way. Um, but I think it looks really good. Anya Taylor-Joy I think is well cast, even though some people think she doesn't look enough like Charlize Theron. I think it, I think the energies work well. Um, and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this. So I'm going to give it a 90. I am very excited for this movie. The only thing I will say is I felt like the original, everything looked so incredible. Yeah. And at least in the trailer, it looks a little bit cheaper to me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like the visual effects don't look as good. I don't know if that's like they're just not done yet or. Or they couldn't torture the cast in the same way they did. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. With this out in the sand. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give it an 86. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, On June 7th, we have Ballerina, which is the John Wick spinoff starring Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. And I am very excited for this movie. Yeah. I think that the John Wick world is a good is an interesting one. I think that Anna de Armas is a really good actress and very capable. I really liked yeah. her in her like couple scenes in the uh, James Bond movie. 
Um, I'm excited to see her get something that is hopefully a good property after Blonde and the Deep Water movie that she made with Ben Affleck. Like, <laughs> I I think that this seems like it could play to her skill set well. And I think that the lore and everything with John Wick also has the potential to do really well, especially yeah. since everybody has loved all of the movies and they just sort of kind of keep getting better, I think. Um, so I'm excited by this. I'm going to give it a 95. Oh my gosh. I gave it a 94. My word. We're so we're just morphing into the same people. Um, the big Pixar uh, vehicle, June 14th, Inside Out 2. Um, so the original, you know, cast comes back with Amy Poehler as the lead, but then they introduce... Actually, I think a lot of the original cast is not coming back. Oh, really? Like, I don't... Like, Mindy Kaling, I don't think, is in this one. Oh, I think they... Wow. And, I, and I also think maybe Bill Hader is not in it. I feel like they recast <laughs> some of the people. Oh, my gosh. I should have done my research. Now I don't know. Now I'm doubting. Um, I think this looks fine. I think I'm sick of the, like, you know regurgitation of ideas i like the introduction of anxiety even though some people feel like it's a little close to fear <laughs> um but anxiety is voiced by maya hawk who i also love and who i think is the perfect voice for anxiety um so i wa- i wanted to have fun with this now i'm spiraling out but um uh, uh i'll give it an 84 i guess i feel like the the thing the trailer makes this look fun. I also like the idea of, oh, it's like we're now entering puberty and yeah. all the emotions that come with that. The thing that gives me pause is I feel like Pixar has been on a really crappy streak lately in most of its movies, whether it's a sequel or something new. And I think that this is such a beloved property that if it feels at all cash grabby, people aren't going to like it. Yeah. And so I'm going to give it a 64. Oh, shoot. Ouch. Okay. I'm going to highlight that to revisit. Um, June 21st, uh, keeping it in the family of things I'm not looking forward to, is um, It Ends With Us, which is the – why did I just forget her name? I don't know. Ryan Reynolds' wife. Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Blake Lively's coming back to our screens, and it's a Colleen Hoover story. And I hate Colleen Hoover. Honestly, I hate Colleen Hoover. I have not read this book because one book of Colleen Hoover's was enough for me. But I have heard enough about this that I think it looks bad. Everyone else thinks it looks bad, too, because the costumes are strange. Like, the leaked photos from set, everyone's like, what? They think the casting is wrong. I I agree. I think it's all around bad. And I think this will be, you know, another addition to Blake Lively's Poor Choices. Um and I'm going to give it a 35. Yeah, I have this at a 33. Yeah. It seems ill-advised. And if the rhythm section taught us anything, it's that Blake <laughs> Lively is not great at selecting <laughs> movies. So Yeah. Um, but I cannot wait for June 28th when A Quiet Place Day One comes out. Um, this is not directed by Krasinski, nor is it written by him. But it is the prequel, the spinoff. And... and I know I have a blind spot for this series that's not that good, but the idea of day one is intriguing to me because that was one, my favorite part of the last one, which was 
you know, the extended sequence of the first day. And I also just really need to know how they got those newspapers out. Like I, I want this to be the last run of the New York Times and how it gets to the doorstep of this farmhouse. I want it to be the rogue one of that newspaper. Um, and I can't wait to see it happen. Um, this is also directed by Michael Sarnowski, who did Pig, which I liked and you hated. And it stars Lupita Nyong'o, who I love. And I can't wait to see what she does with this. I think it will be better than any of the other ones. I don't think it'll be better reviewed, though. Um, so I'm giving it a, a 80. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I did the I like the first Quiet Place more than I like the second one. Um, I think this does have the potential to be really good, but I also feel like it has the potential to be really bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say 65. Okay, that's fair. Um, potential to be really bad is my next favorite. July 19th, <clears throat> Twisters is coming out, which if you know me, you know I love a disaster movie, but on yes. top of that, Twister. The 1996 movie is one of my favorite movies. Like, it is such a good disaster flick, and I've rewatched it so many times. It's a part of my childhood, a part of my life. And when I found out that there's what they call a new chapter, I'm like, yes, sign me up. I do not think it will be as good, but it's directed by the guy who did Minari. But it also doesn't star any of the same people, does it? No, 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 no. It's a complete, they're not calling it a sequel. It's just different people who are chasing. Yeah. <laughs> Tornadoes. Yeah. It stars like Daisy Edgar Jones, Glenn Powell, and Anthony Ramos. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think the problem with disaster flicks these days, honestly, is that there's too much CGI, if you can believe it. Um, you know, they yes. don't have as many talking moments, as much character development, as much interesting relationships. And so I don't think this will necessarily perform well, but I think it'll be fun. So I'm going to give it a 56 I feel bad about it, See, this is the type of thing, though, where I'm like, this is obviously Twister is a movie that did well when it came out. But at the same time, I don't feel like it has quite the cultural cachet that that something like a, you know, Inside Out necessarily has where it's like, oh, you could see why people would remake that for a cash grab. I feel like the fact that they're remaking that or that they're having this new movie must mean that the script was good. Um, like, cause I kind of don't think they would make this if like just for kicks and giggles. So I have more trust in this. I'm oh going to give this an 84. I love that. Now I want to change my vote. I want to change my vote. Sorry. I know. Um, such a self-hater. October 4th. Never would I ever, after seeing Joker, have said, wow, I'm excited for a sequel. However, if you cast Lady Gaga, it is a must watch. Mm. And... I am now very excited for Joker Falea Du, starring Miss Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanata herself as Harleen Quinzel. Um, also, she there may be music involved. This may be a musical. She's writing music for this. Uh, sort of unclear. Um, I have no idea what the vibe of this movie is going to be because I feel like Lady Gaga's energy is very different from any of the energy that was in the original movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see how exactly she fits into this. Um, But I also do not feel like she has given us a bad performance in a movie. And you know that she'll be putting all of her effort 
into this and will be giving us the craziest press tour ever talking about how, you know, she saw Batman's ghost in her closet or whatever. So I am excited for this. Um, I, I feel like the Rotten Tomato score could really go in a lot of different directions. (laughs) So I'm just going to say 72 as sort of like a middle ground. Yeah, I think, I think this is where we're going to realize like Joker was a, situation of the emperor's no clothes story where people thought it meant more than it was and this director is going to fall apart under the pressure of the second one and i'm going to give it a 55 but hopefully the songs will be good if there are songs that's true. um and then venom 3 comes out november 8th um I really don't think there's anything to say. I don't know why they keep making these yeah. movies. They look I bad. I didn't even know and... that there really was a second one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I, I'm going to give this, you know, 30% because someone likes this somehow, you know? I'm going to say 50. Oh, good for you. You're so optimistic this time. I guess. I don't know. November 22nd, Gladiator 2. Uh, I'm not optimistic about Gladiator 2. Obviously, the first one won Best Picture. Yeah. And people are real hyped for this. It has Paul Mezcal in it as like the son of a side character from the original. Yeah. But the thing is, it's a Ridley Scott movie. And the last yeah. couple of Ridley Scott movies have been terrible. Napoleon being foremost among those (laughs) so i just do not think that ridley scott has it in him to make a great movie as and a sequel to a great movie this also does feel like a cash grab to me i feel like this is going to be bad although it may be expensive and film bro-y kind of people might like it i'm gonna give it a 64 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a 58 so and then we have wicked part one which i feel like we've discussed sort of at nauseum yeah i think the first part of wicked is the best part of wicked and i think that the singing and performances and set and stuff will be incredible um they planted all of those flowers uh i also can't really see how you screw up this when you have that big of a budget and the story's you know so good like I, I add too much to it, you know. I guess I just feel movies. like this is. I think the first movie is going to be really good. The second one I think could be tricky, but I think the first will be fantastic, and I'm going to give this a 93. Yeah, I mean we eat up musicals, so I'm I'm going to give it a 90 too, a 90 okay. as well. <laughs> uh, December 13th, we have a new Karate Kid movie coming out, and I. Do not have a lot of faith in this movie, but I do think it's interesting because so the original Karate Kid series, um, you know, came out in in the 70s or whenever that was. Then they did the reboot with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith in like the early 2000s. Then there was Cobra Kai, which was based in the universe of the original. And they when asked on Cobra Kai, like, will Jackie Chan come back? Will um Jaden Smith crossover they were like no this is two different universes but now they're making a karate kid movie that somehow is a crossover of both the original and the Jackie Chan versions but I don't think Jaden Smith is involved um I just don't know why we're rebooting this franchise yet again it seems like the second reboot didn't do all that well um, you know, Cobra Kai, I think, is done well, but that's sort of because it's a completely different story doing its own thing. I just don't see how 
bringing a third version of basically the same plot is going to do anything exciting for us. I'm going to give this a 62. That's what people said about Creed. (laughs) Yeah, but Creed was just the second. Like, I think Creed was saying something really interesting. We're like, we already got basically the Creed of Karate Kid in the Will Smith version. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm giving it 55, so I don't know why I'm pretending. Oh, okay, so you hate it too. Um, yeah, and then not as much as Mufasa, which is the, the Lion King sequel coming out December 20th. I don't know why. I don't know why this whole, you know, quote-unquote live-action animated Lion King just pisses me off, but it does. And the idea of them remaking it as the Mufasa origin story, I'm just like, why? <laughs> Think of something better to do with your time. Um, I honestly just I haven't looked into it. I don't know if there's any material out there. I just hate it on principle. And I'm going to say it's, it's going to bomb. I'm manifesting that for me. And I'm giving it a 35. The thing that I will say that makes me optimistic about this movie is that it's directed by Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight and okay. If Beale Street Could Talk. And I also feel like while I, too, hate the live-action remakes, the fact that this is going to be a completely original story, you know, I mean, it's about Mufasa and Scar growing up. So, like, yes, there's a certain sort of end point you're going to get to, but it can be original. It's not like, you know, we're adding two new songs to The Little Mermaid. Um, I think that this is going to be better than the other live action remakes that we've gotten recently. And I also think the Lion King is a beloved property and Barry Jenkins is, does a good job. And I think that the last one did pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes, even though we didn't like it. So I'm going to say that this gets like a 94. Oh, damn. Okay. I mean, you're probably, Uh, you're probably technically closer to right, but I hope it meets in the middle. The same day as Mufasa, the Lion King, (laughs) is Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And this feels like that can't happen. Like, they yeah. that's the same viewing audience, and I feel like they're going to have to move one of those dates. Um, but I loved the first two Sonic movies. I'm on the record of saying that, and I'm excited for the third one, um, where Shadow is arriving. I'm going to give this an 83. Okay. I'm giving it a 68. I don't okay. see it, but... Wow. Wow, hater. <laughs> um, on Christmas Day... You and your family can go see a uh, Dracula movie, <laughs> weirdly enough. Dracula story. Yeah, it's Nosferatu. This is from the direct, this is from um, not David Eggers, but Robert Eggers, um, who did The Witch and The Lighthouse. Also, um, what was the movie with Alexander Skarsgård um, and the, the Hamlet? version the northman Northman, which i didn't like that but i think he is a good director very interesting it will be very beautiful nosferatu seems like something he'll be great at very creepy i think this will do really well i'm giving this a 94 oh nice i'm giving it 90 yeah okay and then we have a couple of tbd release date movies that are (laughs) floating around um I'm shocked that you didn't want to talk about Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, but I think we I both mean, agree that that will be great. It. I am. Yeah. But I am more excited for Mother's Instinct, <laughs> starring Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain, where Anne Hathaway, like, 
uh, child dies and then she sort of becomes obsessed with Jessica Chastain's child? Or is it the other way around? No, that's correct. That's correct. Um, and it's like housewivey and it's like, in like the 60s. Yeah, like in the 60s sort of uh, psychological thriller. I think it looks like it will probably be bad, but I think that <laughs> both of them are going to be giving like their biggest, campiest performances. And I am excited about this. I am going to give it a 40%, but I'm going to love oh, every wow. bit of it. Okay. See, yeah, it, it sort of seems like it's been in developmental hell. So I don't know, because this was filmed like two years ago. Um, but it is star power. And they both pick movies well so i'm i was Do giving it though? i mean seven times uh, jessica chastain I, i'm gonna say you know what you know what i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna say 69 i i love anne hathaway but i don't know if i would necessarily say that pick movies well is <laughs> something i would well maybe not Anne, maybe not annie but jessica chastain she's she's had a good run She's just been in a bunch of random TV shows recently, I feel like. Well, okay, but every movie she's done has been good. Okay. Well, okay, to say? wrap us up, I said, 50, okay. 54? 54? I said 40. Oh, 40. Okay. <laughs> I need it for the records. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie I just heard about called My Old Ass, which premiered at Sundance. Um, it stars Maisie Stella and features Aubrey Plaza, and it's sort of this time time travel thing where Maisie is like a teenager about to go to college and she goes on a trip like she does drugs and goes on a trip where her future self played by Aubrey Plaza visits her and they're able to now like talk to one another like so they have this like phone relationship so I'm I'm interested in it it's gotten good reviews I think it looks like fun and exactly this sort of energy I like from Aubrey Plaza. We don't know much about it. There's no trailer and who knows when this will actually become available to us plebs, but I'm hopeful. I'm going to give it a 71%. Oh, it also has Maddie Ziegler in it though, which I feel like is sort of a kiss know, of death. But I'm just like, um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a 64. Okay. Okay. You know what, Matt? I've got to say you're very positive this year and I love that. I love that for you. I guess I I don't know. I feel like it's harder to I feel like in general it's hard to harder to get a low score than a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Unless sort of like everybody decides they're gonna hate something. Yeah. Um I feel like if you're just sort of like a eh, 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 movie, mm -hmm. then like you end up in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I I feel like last year when we did this, we I I want to say we did it later for some reason. Yeah. And when we did it, I there had already been a couple of successes that had come out, and I was sort of like, "This is going to be a great year in movies." And I think in a lot of ways it has been, and there was a lot of interesting stuff on the lineup, um, and a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily like big branded things. Um, but I feel like because of the writer strike, most of what we have here sort of is big branded things, which I'm maybe less excited about i don't know <laughs> yeah. this year i feel uh i feel like the first half of the year is going to be kind of like meh, and then maybe in the back half we'll get some better stuff but okay i don't know so optimistic in your scores but very very pessimistic about your enjoyment <laughs> i don't know like do i really want to go see godzilla versus kong no and 
Kung Fu Panda 4 <laughs> and the Garfield movie and Deadpool yeah, 3 no, it's, and it's like rough. Beetlejuice 2 yeah. like yeah yeah it's it, it definitely doesn't it's not having me as stoked as I have been in past years you know given this is our seventh annual sixth sixth annual <laughs> preview um but yeah I think it'll be interesting and I guess What's even first up? I guess we'll have to watch Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> oh, you know we're watching Argyle, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. Argyle, and then maybe also an episode on Dua Lipa's new album, whenever that comes out. <laughs> we're going to be low on stuff. Although next week, I guess we could talk about the Oscar nominations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because I don't think we there's... We don't have anything new. Well, I or or you could go see Origin. Or I can see finally freaking see Origin. Yeah. Oh my god. Which I'll gladly please. talk about and just talk about how I cried the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's hope but for anyways, that, but we'll thank see. you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, and look at all of these episodes you have to look forward to coming up this, <laughs> later this year. Um, Nothing can't wait to talk stuff. about the Fall Guy yeah. with. You guys, as our audience, yeah. love. Yes. Um, but thank you for listening. As always, thank you for lasting another year with us. And we'll be back next week to talk about something or another. Bye. Yeah.